So you thought your business was going to provide the income you needed to be home with your kids, but that's not happening. You find yourself worrying every single month about where the money is going to come from and asking God why he's not providing. Today, I'm going to help you open your eyes to see that God has actually been providing for you all along, but you just couldn't see it. Trust me, it's going to blow your mind when I share these insights with you. So stick around. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. So before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to come over and join us in the free Mama with a Calling Facebook group. It's a group of like-minded Christian women that are all pursuing businesses, juggling kids and all the things, and just trying to do their best in the process. We talk about the podcast episodes and other things, and it's a great way to find even more encouragement as you're on this journey of entrepreneurship. It's not an easy road, so we need all the support and encouragement we can get. So head on over to mamawithacalling.com slash community to join. It's totally free. Can't wait to connect with you in there. Okay, today we're going to be talking about what to do when you need provision, aka money, but you're just not seeing it happen. Your business just isn't making the money that you need, and it can leave you scratching your head and wondering why God's not following through. I mean, you're called to do this, and here you are trying to get this business cranking, but little to nothing is happening. This can have you second-guessing your business, and more importantly, And the biggest concern that I see is that it can start to have you questioning God's ability to take care of you. If you're honest, you wouldn't dare say it out loud, but I know that's how some of you might feel because I felt that way. You don't want it to be true and you resist the thought every time it comes up, but it's there. It keeps trying to creep back in every month that passes by and you aren't seeing that income from your business that you thought would be there. But what if I told you that God has been providing or trying to provide, but you've just missed it, that all of the worry and doubt was for nothing? That's why in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the four steps that I took that opened my eyes and allowed me to really experience God's provision and ultimately his love in a whole new way. And it gave me a whole new passion for my business and confidence that it would all be okay. And that peace of mind was huge. And I want to give that to you too. So worry and worrying about provision has been a huge part of my own entrepreneurial journey. My relationship with money and trusting God to provide has probably been the biggest thing that I've had to work through and I'm still working through. And here's how things often played out for me. I would pray and pray for God to provide. And then I just couldn't understand why my business wasn't bringing in all the income that I needed and wanted. It had me doubting my faith and 
sometimes even doubting if I was doing the right thing at all. And when I say doubting my faith, I don't mean that I was doubting being a Christian. I mean, thinking that I didn't have enough faith, like maybe I just didn't pray enough or something, you know, what, what was going on? And you see, at the time, I really believed that if I just had enough faith, then I would have a, I would have business success. That those two things were connected. Like faith was some key that unlocked resources for me. I thought that having faith meant that I was only going to work on this business because it was my calling. And if I worked on anything else as a way to make money, then that would mean that I didn't have enough faith in what God could do. But the more I studied and prayed as I wrestled with this, because I was like, this isn't adding up. The more I studied and prayed, the more I realized that it probably wasn't true. It's not really the way that God would operate. And here I was praying for God to provide when he actually had already given me so many ways to have what I needed, but I wasn't willing to see that. I wanted him to provide in the way that I was praying for. And that meant that I was actually missing the ways that he was already trying to provide because they didn't look the way I wanted them to. And I did this so long that I started to even wonder, is God really this provider for me? I mean, I read about it in the Bible and I, and I hear it from other people, but for me, it just felt like it wasn't coming to be. And I wanted to believe that he was provider. I mean, I wanted that, but I started to feel kind of slighted if I'm honest, like I keep praying and seeking this understanding and, and seeking this provision and having all this faith, but it's not happening. So I knew something was off there, like, like something's not connecting here. So I kept praying and seeking understanding in this area as I held on to the truth of his word and just kept reading through scripture and looking for examples of this and evidence of God being a provider. And he said he is our provider, right? So I was just questioning, like, what am I doing wrong? Then my eyes were opened by the Holy Spirit. And God started to work on my heart and really bring some things to my attention that needed to be taken care of so that he could truly provide for me the way he wanted to, the way I was asking, the way I wanted him to. And when this happened, I realized that God really is our provider. He's your provider. And a lot of times we just have to recognize it and see it that way. So I'm going to share with you the four big steps that help me experience God's provision in a whole new way. So number one is to get honest about your financial situation. So sometimes we don't have a clear picture of what we actually need and think that we're in more dire straits than what we really are. And when really we're doing just fine. So if you haven't already done this, it's a very important step because you need to know how much money you truly need each month. Many times as entrepreneurs, we pray for a certain amount of income and then get disheartened when that doesn't happen and wonder why God didn't provide for us. But that amount was actually already in excess and you were provided for. You have food, you have shelter, you have money to pay your bills. Maybe it didn't come through your business. Maybe it came through your husband's business or your husband's work. Maybe somebody brought you something. Maybe somebody gave you a gift. Maybe it was your birthday and people gave you a bunch of money like they're are a number of ways that you can get provision, but it may not have come through your business and that's okay. So seeing everything, everything that you're, that you have, everything that comes your way as provision, that's really important. And also knowing your financial situation, because when you realize, were we able to pay the bills, keep the lights on and feed our family? If the answer is yes, you're provided for 
right? And shifting that thought in your head. It's not, I didn't have all this extra money that I wanted. Really, we had exactly what we needed. So sure, you know, things may have been tight this month, or maybe you had to create a budget, but it's not that you weren't provided for. So I think this perspective shift is really important when you realize that God has indeed been providing for you, then there's a sense of being loved and taken care of that comes with that. What he wants us to know is that he does have us taken care of. He knows what we need and he gives it to us before we even ask. I think about this like every day I try to remind myself of this. And when I go to eat breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever, I look and I'm like, it's, it's like, a, yes, I went and bought the groceries and yes, the food was in the cabinet. But in reality, God gave me the money to be in the grocery store and on all of that to be able to have it in my cabinet when I was hungry. So it's like I was provided for before I needed it. It's sitting there. It's waiting for me. I'm not, I'm not actively hungry and trying to go find food like out in the wild or something, right? Like you have the food is already provided for you. And I just think that's like a little a little shift in perspective that's been really um, inspiring for me as I keep trying to remind myself of this. And this will strengthen your faith, just realizing that God is taking care of you. And it'll encourage you when you find yourself questioning money the next time it tries to creep back in. Another part of this is looking at the stewardship of what you've been given. So are you truly using the money that you have well? Are you, are you spending it well? Are you managing it well? Are there extra expenses that you could honestly cut out? Are there changes that you might need to make in order to stretch that money, like cooking more from home, cutting back on family entertainment, opting, you know, maybe to go do something for free instead of paying for things uh, with your family? This is something only you know the answer to, but it's worth looking at because, again, if you have a perspective or perception that God's not providing what we need, but really you're over, you know, your family might be over here spending the excess money in ways that you don't need to do right now, then you are provided for, you just didn't manage it well. And I know that's hard to hear, but it's true. And we have to be held responsible and, and have ourselves be held accountable for what we're doing with the money we're given. So that's the first step is get honest about your financial situation to see where you stand, what you actually need, and see if maybe God has already been providing financially when you didn't think that was actually happening. Step number two then is to recognize that doing something else besides your calling, your business, doesn't mean that you're giving up. This one was actually really hard for me to grasp at first, and I still kind of struggle with it, but I'm, I'm really on the other side of this. But for a long time, like years, I thought this was true. If I did something else, then I was somehow saying that I didn't believe and didn't have enough faith. So with so many different options for how to make money online and shiny object syndrome, it can feel like you have to focus and commit to your one business or else you're chasing too many squirrels and aren't going to get anywhere fast. And I mean, actually, that's that is true, but it's a difference in the way you're thinking of it. You hear people say, focus, focus, focus. And that's true. But the difference comes when you're prayerfully seek prayerfully <laughs> seeking an option for income while continuing to still work on your business. So it doesn't mean you're giving up. The reality is that your business likely isn't going to generate an income for quite some time. It just takes time to get your offer in front of people, to figure out what you're actually offering, your messaging. There's like a million things to learn. So if you're really passionate about being home with your kids and maybe you already quit your job, maybe you thought you had it together. Like for me, I actually quit my job when I had some savings, but my business was generating income 
but it wasn't generating enough income. And so I quit sort of thinking that I was having enough faith, except that did not work because a number of life things happened and my savings was quickly diminished. And then my bit, like it was a mess. And so if you've done something like that, maybe you just got let go or maybe, you know, your business isn't generating a consistent income. That doesn't mean that you can't be home or that you can't make an income from home. It simply means that you will have to be flexible in how you make that income. So making the income is going to allow you to still be responsible all right, and a responsible human for paying the bills that you have for providing for your family. If your income was a part of that before um, investing in your business, that's a huge perk of having another way of making income is that you can actually pour into your business and not have your business try to provide for itself. That's huge. And also it allows you to work on your business without expecting it to provide for you. One of the things I've heard somebody say before is that your business is like a baby. It's like if you had a baby and you're like, cough up the rent, like, come on. (laughs) Um, You don't do that, right? You nurture and let it grow and you pour into that child, right? And at some point way down the road, they can give back. But before then, it doesn't, everything has to go into it to let it grow. And then it can, every bit of money that the business makes will actually have it go right back into the business. So I just want to say that, like I said, you might be in a situation where you have the vision to be a full-time entrepreneur with this thriving business where you have more freedom and time with your kids. And you think though, that the only step, and and a lot of people do this, right? We think that the only step is to go from straight from our job to that life of being a you know a successful entrepreneur with our kids at home. But in reality, it may be that there are stepping stones. And this is especially true if you quit your job, like kind of prematurely, meaning that your business wasn't standing on its own. Maybe you were let go or had no other option for some other reason, like you just had to quit and you're at home um, or, and your business isn't quite ready to support you. If you find yourself in that situation, then finding another way to make income during that transition doesn't mean that you don't have faith. In fact, it means that you're being wise and you're making sure that you're being responsible to work and provide as needed. So I think about it like this, like you, like I had a job as a teacher before, well, kind of working with the university and being a teacher, that was my job. And then in my mind, I thought I was jumping and saying, I'm an entrepreneur now. And I was stuck in that mindset of saying, I'm an entrepreneur. But really, instead, I want, if that's you, right, instead of thinking that that has to be the jump, what if you just said, you know what, I'm changing jobs right now. I'm not going to have a job that's a nine to five, um, you know, where I'm a teacher or whatever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a job that's actually going to let me stay home, which is what I want. And I need to make the income like I'm not transitioning fully yet. I'm inching toward it, right? I'm being home with my kids. That's one step. I'm at home. That's one step. I'm able to spend more time on my business because I have a little bit more flexibility than I did before. So it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean you're you're a failure or that you're giving up. It just means it's it's a transition period. And that brings me to the next step. So number three is to start being open to other ways that God has provided for you to make an income. So if you're feeling like your prayers haven't been answered about your business making the money that you need, then I want to encourage you to look for how God has already provided a way for you. So God provides everything we need, but if we are only looking for it in the specific way that we want it to happen, then we are going to miss it. So what has God already put in front of you that can generate an income? 
Do you have a service that you can offer right now that people will pay for? Some options might be cleaning houses, offering childcare. I mean, think of all the people who's, you know, for whatever reason, there's, you know, the school shut down or whatever, and people have to go to work. They need somebody to watch their kids. Maybe you do an impromptu childcare, obviously looking at laws and things in your state, but, um, you know, maybe you have an, maybe you get licensed and have an in-home daycare. I know bloggers who have done that. They will have a daycare. And then during the nap time of all the kids, they're working on their business. It's a great way to also include your own child, obviously with the other kids. Uh, another option could be teaching homeschool to local kids. A lot of people are wanting to homeschool now. Maybe you're, you know, you offer something if you have an expertise in something. I've actually thought about that myself because I was a teacher. I'm, I have a PhD in science. Like I could offer science classes at, you know, for homeschool kids. There are a number of things you can do. Just sitting with that and really saying, is there something that I can offer? How can I help? And then people would pay for that. Maybe you could take a remote job from home that would still give you time with your kids and time for your business. Like I was saying before, it could be some, there's tons of these online right now, you know, with on LinkedIn, on Indeed, just put remote under the location. And there's tons of them in all different areas, even science ones. I was really surprised by that. It's a great way. Upwork is another way to kind of pick up jobs and do different things to be able to work from home. And like I said, it gives you the flexibility. You're at home. You can choose your hours potentially. Maybe it's really flexible. Um, That's something to consider. Or just working a job that has lots of flexibility. Maybe it's a job that is one of those things like, what is it, VIP kids where you teach English online, but it's like in the middle of the night. (laughs) Or maybe it's a job where it's a job, but there aren't, you have to work a certain amount of hours in a day, but they're not clocked. They're not like nine to five. You can do it whenever you want. You just need to log the hours or maybe it's project based. Maybe it's not about hours and it's literally just get this stuff done and you're getting paid for that. Maybe. And here's some, this is what I used to be able to work from home is selling things. So are there things around your house that you can sell? Do you have boats, extra cars, sporting equipment, furniture, etc.? even doing reselling in general, like just literally selling your kids stuff and clothes and going to thrift stores, like whatever it takes to be able to make money. That's the goal here, right? Is to make an income. And if you know how to do that, then your problem is solved. This though, like you can, you can sell stuff without going into reselling, right? Like you can just say, and I, and actually my husband, he had a boat, (laughs) like a small boat. And we were talking about this and I was like, you don't use that boat. And he's like, you're right. I don't use it. And so he sold a boat and then he sold a kayak. Like he, like he has, he accumulates things like that. I don't know if anybody else's husband does that, but a lot of times he accumulates all this stuff. He really like thinks is fun, but honestly, he doesn't use very much. And it's like, it's really important for me that, that I stay home when I work on this business and I be home. I was home with our son when he was little. And so we're like, yeah, get rid of the boat. That's not more important than me staying here. So boat's gone. But again, this is why knowing your true financial needs. And like I said, in step one, because knowing that is really important to figuring out which option here makes sense. Like maybe you don't need to have a full-time job. Maybe it's totally fine to just make a couple extra hundred dollars a month and you can just sell a couple of things around your house and that'll buy you, you know, a few months or something. Um, So you have to know that information. And I do want to point out that not all of these are going to apply to you. Just because you can do these things doesn't mean that you should. And this is where it's important to pray over a decision like this to make sure that you're not impulsively jumping into something because you know that it can make money 
and that's the only reason you're doing it, right? So this is where the shiny object syndrome definitely can come up if you're not careful. And it's a fine line and can be challenging to navigate. But it's important to realize that working hard and doing honest work to earn the money that you're needing and that God is providing for you and he's opening these doors for you. He's given the given you these skills. It doesn't mean that you can't still be praying for God to lead you and show you where he wants you to go. And that leads me to the next step, which is number four, do a heart check and see if you're resisting what he's showing you. So I want you to notice how you feel or how you react when I mentioned each one of those things before. Are you feeling a lot of resistance? Like it feels like you're going backwards or that you're on the wrong path if you did any of those options. Again, praying here is very important, but also paying attention to the real reason that you're feeling resistant. And I want to say praying by that, I mean, maybe you feel resistance to an area because it's not the right one for you. So you really need to pray and be open to whatever direction that is. But you can tell when there's like, you know, the option that you should do. But then right behind that comes a no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So one reason that might be happening is that you're still holding on to that belief that it's all or nothing on this business. And that is going to be hard to shake, but you just have to be intentional that you think that you have to prove your faith but only working on this business and nothing else until it starts producing an income. If that's how you've been operating for a while now, then it's going to take intentional thinking on your part to get past it. So to start, you have to really change your thinking about it. And one way to do that is to just reframe it, like write your new thought down. And every time you find yourself saying the old thought, then you replace it with a new one. So you can say something like, God has provided a way for me to be home with my kids and still earn money while I'm growing my business. Or this is my new job. I just made a pivot to get one step closer to where I'm going. Or you can even use a a, a Bible verse um, or just a supplement to really solidify it. I like Psalm 23, 1, which is the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Like it's like reminding myself, nope, I have what I need. Like I I had this option and he's giving it to me by giving me what I need so that I can work and get what I need. Like just kind of reminding yourself over and over. Another reason could be that you don't really want to do the thing that God is asking you to do. (laughs) So this was me for a long time. So I know this might be some of you. I would never have admitted it like out loud. and I, I didn't even recognize that I was thinking this way. But honestly, when I was willing to humble myself and be honest. What I really wanted was to only do things that were fun and involved my business because I was just so excited about it. I wanted the business to be the thing that brought me money. I didn't want to do other things that felt like I was just working, even though I have tons of skills that can earn me an income. Like I have a PhD there. There's no reason I can't get a job doing something, you know, And sometimes the reality is we only want to do the things that we like so that we don't feel like it's working instead of being willing to do the work so we can earn the money that God's trying to provide for us. And this will depend on your situation. So even though, like I said, I have a PhD, I could get a job doing something. Well, when my son was a lot smaller and he was at home and I only, he was only in pre-K or whatever daycare three days a week, it really, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I could have gone and got a job, but I, that wasn't the option, wasn't to go back and get a job. I had to be creative and decide what was I willing to do in these parameters because being home was really important to me. So that may be where you are. Right now, my son's in school, so he's gone five days a week and I have plenty of time to work on this business while also doing something else to help pay off our debt, um, which is another part of this, which I didn't mention before, but I'll mention it now, which is 
paying off debt can free up the expenses that you need as a family, right? So if we pay off debt, then all of a sudden we need a lot less money than we needed before. So that actually means that I don't need to produce any income at that point or not as much for my business. So if I can just for a short period say, okay, I'm going to go to work for one year or six months and I am going to crank it out and I'm going to get all this money to pay off debt so that then I will be free, right? So it just depends on your situation there. A good example of the whole not wanting to do things unless you want to do them is the Israelites. Is What comes to mind for me is the Israelites when they were in the wilderness and God was literally giving them food from the sky. <laughs> like manna was coming down. They had to do nothing for it. All they had to do was go out and collect it, make it into flour, and then have bread. But they didn't want that kind of provision. They wanted meat and veggies and spices and yummy stuff from when they were back in Egypt, where they had been at their home. So they complained because God didn't provide for them the way they wanted. And that's what it reminds me of here. Like we're we're complaining about not having provision, yet it's literally in front of us, but we're looking for something else. And so we're missing the blessing. So another place of resistance that you might find is around selling things in particular. So this could even apply to like selling your time or giving up your time if you're gonna actually get a small job. Um, Because sometimes we think of like our time is precious and we don't wanna give it up. But this can be a place where you can find a lot of resistance. So I just, I do wanna say, remember, not everyone is gonna feel led to sell stuff. But if you are, and then you find these possessive thoughts sort of come to mind, like, I don't wanna get rid of that, I, I need that, then that there could be a deeper issue there. So if you find yourself thinking that you can't sell something because you don't wanna give it up, or you don't wanna give up your precious time, then it might be an indication that you're really attached to the stuff and you're basically saying, my stuff is more important than the money that I need, that God is trying to provide for me. I want this stuff more than I want money or my time to be able to do whatever, whatever extra time you have, or you know, you may not have any extra time, but if you do and you're saying to yourself, no, I want that time, it's too precious to give up for earning this money. So even though God's trying to provide for you, like he's trying to lead you that way and he's pointing that out to you through this podcast, like you've heard it and you're like, oh yeah, I could sell a bunch of stuff, like that's totally an option, but you're unwilling or you're saying to yourself, you know what, I could do a a little part-time job, maybe 10 hours a week or maybe whatever, Um, but you're like, no, 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 that's too much for me. Like I really like being free. Then you're basically saying no right? No, I don't want to do that option. And what happens a lot actually is that you find yourself thinking things like, I paid so much for that. I got that on sale. I don't have enough time as it is. Um, You know, you're kind of holding on tight to the thing, but that's a scarcity mindset where you think that you'll never have that money again, like that you put it in there before and you'll never have it again, or that you'll never have this precious time back. Now, technically time is precious and your kids are only their age once. But what I mean by that is that you maybe feel like you have a bunch of freedom now and you don't want to give up any of the freedom with your time that you have now. Don't you think he'll provide more for you later? And often what he asks us to give for him, he tends to give us back multiple times over. I think about Job, right? He lost everything and then God brought it all back even greater than before. And another story that that came to mind for this is the story of the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, 16 through 22. So this is where, you know, he comes to Jesus and he's asking how to get to heaven. And Jesus says that he needs to sell his belongings and then come follow him. But 
the the guy was too attached to his stuff to do that. And in the same way, we can follow Jesus into the calling he's given, into the thing that we're wanting. And we can have the life where we are home with our kids. But a step to get there might be to sell our stuff or sell our time for money with a different job. You have to make some changes to do what he's what he's trying to lead you to do. He's trying to answer that prayer for you. But if you're not willing to, then then you can't have it. I mean, they don't go together. So if you say no, then are you truly ready to do it? Are you willing to do it? Are you really wanting it? He's trying to give it to you, right? He's trying to give you ways, all of these different ways to provide an income. But if you're saying no, then what's actually happening is you think he's not providing, but he's trying to. He's trying to point that out to you, but you want it to look a certain way. And if it doesn't look the way you want, then you might be missing out on the answer to your prayer that he's trying to give you. So when we start doubting God's provision for us, then we start wondering if he truly cares for us and start to harden your heart and create all sorts of doubts. Then fear and worry start to creep in after that. And this is what the enemy does, right? This is what he wants. Remember in the garden, God had provided everything they needed, but the enemy brought to Eve's attention what she couldn't have. He started getting her to question if God's provision really was good enough. Ultimately, she was looking somewhere else and saying, I want that one. I don't care about all this other stuff that he's given. I want that one. And this led to her questioning God's love. And that's what would happen to us too. You start to question the provision that you're given. You start to question if you're even being provided for. Like, if he loves me so much, where's the provision? Um, You know, I'm not being taken care of. And this leads to questioning that relationship. And again, you know, when you say that, you might feel like, okay, that's not true. I have what I need. Like, you're going to wrestle with that. But this opens the door to create that like resentment or bitterness or anything like that. So it's really important to know that God loves you so much. He's a good father. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider, and he's the good shepherd. If you're praying for provision and don't see it right now, then do these steps, right? So get honest about your financial situation. Number two, recognize that doing something besides your calling doesn't mean you're giving up. Number three, start being open to other ways that God has provided for you to make an income. And number four, do that heart check and see if you're resisting what he's actually trying to show you. See if there's anything you're missing. Because you may be praying to be home with your kids and he's trying to answer it, but you're missing it because you're only looking for the answer you want. So do these steps. If this is you, then here's what I want you to do this week um, or even today. So thinking about those steps, but to take it into practicals. So number one is to take 15 minutes, figure out how much money you actually need to make. It doesn't need to be this long drawn out process. You can. I like to do spreadsheets and calculate all the things. But if you're not that person, just jot down expenses and then separate them into things that you can budget or like move around and things that you can't move around so that you can see what you might be able to change there. Again, always praying and asking God to reveal these things to you and being honest with your feelings about it. Like, why won't you give up movie night or whatever? I say movie night because nobody goes to the movies anymore (laughs) with COVID. But you know what I mean? Like there are things that you might not be willing to let go of and ask yourself, why is it more important than what you're wanting? Okay, number two is just to pray and ask God to show you how you can earn the money that you need. So when you do that little jotting down of your money, figure out like, here are all our expenses added up. Here's the money that my husband makes. What's left? You know, the money their husband makes minus the expenses, what is left? If that number is whatever, like sit with that and then say, like maybe it's actually a better number than you thought, but also just ask God, how can I earn this money? And sit with him after all the things we talked about here and ask for those ideas and listen and receive them. Receive the ideas that come 
to you. And then number three, take action. Start selling stuff, start applying, start offering services, whatever it takes to be obedient. Just take that first step. Action always comes with clarity. I've found that to be very true. It's very hard, but taking action when you just have an inkling of the Holy Spirit leading you in a direction, do that. And God rewards those who are obedient. James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. So meaning if you have faith that God is leading you to do this and he's gonna provide, then you don't wait until you have proof. You take action now because of your faith in what he said. So I'd love to hear what you decide. Come and share it in the free Mama with a Calling Facebook group so that we can encourage and congratulate you and support you as you're going through this. Because I do want to say you won't do this forever, right? This is a season. This is that transition season. You're going to work on this, you know, way to make extra money. And at some point, and this could be where God's provision will come later, is that by doing this, This might be the very thing you need to do to actually let your business grow and so that it can start providing for you. That if you don't do this, it'll take either so long for your business to grow that you may give up and it'll never provide for you, or you're gonna be having this really stressful time unnecessarily until it can provide for you. So this could be the key to actually getting your business to move ahead because you're providing for yourself in another way and being obedient to God in that way. And actually, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but this is true for me. When I have less time to work on my business, I'm actually more efficient, more focused, and I get things done way faster because I don't have time to mess around. And so you may actually find that if you do this and you limit yourself on your business, that you actually get more done and are more decisive and all those things. All right, that's all for this episode. I hope it encourages you, draws you closer to God and strengthens your faith as you are on your entrepreneurial journey. And as always, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, Are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.